being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones today, which we appreciate very much. Feel free to call in. We'll get your questions answered right away, 303-477-5600. Kent from Novus up in Sterling, you're with us too, right? Good morning, John. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks for joining us. So, guys, if you got a question on anything auto glass or... Now that Kent and Judy are, at, are offering window tint and some things along those lines at their shop in Sterling, you guys can ask questions along those lines as well. So uh, what's the weather like up in Sterling today, Kent? Very nice like it is here? Yeah. Oh, it's a little cool and breezy, but not too bad. Nice. Okay. Good. Again, folks, 303-477-5600. So Kent, on the windshield side of the fence, we were just talking uh, to, you know, we had RoofMax on the last hour in uh, Fix It Radio, and he's talking about price increases, everything from, you know, silicone, urethanes, the shingles themselves, and so on. What are you seeing on the glass end of things? So far, we're not seeing a whole lot. We're seeing a little bit higher delivery fees and a few things like that. But right now, we haven't seen much of an increase, but I'm sure we will. Um, I would be shocked if we don't. Yeah. I mean, because oil, yeah. I mean, everything. In fact, yeah. you, for you, Ken, it tune tech what's oil and all that like is it keep going up and up i'm oh, yeah. assuming mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's gone up you know on on just regular bulk oil it's gone up you know a dollar a quart just in the past six well i would say six weeks something okay. like that dollar um, a quart in six weeks yeah okay. and and i haven't had to buy a refrigerant until yesterday it's up to quadrupled yeah. since last year yeah it's way high yeah 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 so those of you that are listening please yeah. Uh, I would, if you've got any kind of AC issues, anything along those lines, again, this is that, you know, preventative maintenance, be on the front side instead of the back yeah. side, because the, the faster you can get in and get things done, the cheaper it's going to be. Well, right. And, and, and two, the um, availability on oil has been a challenge. Yes, too, it has. You know, on some of the bulk stuff. Diesel oil, especially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we don't do a lot of diesel, but yeah, I'm just... You know, we usually get a 24-quart box, right? and that has been, you know, it's like, well, we can have one in two weeks. So it's like, well, I don't need one in two weeks. I need one need now. now. right. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. The what, oil's already out of this yeah. vehicle. So. Go ahead, Kent. What, what's causing the shortage on the oil right now? What's the reasoning for it? I think it's just the whole... Uh, supply chain, how many diesels are running across the country, you know, what fleet shops are doing, refining capabilities, you know, just go on down the line. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a combination. It's just kind of like that perfect storm, if you would. So it's, you know, uh, the fact that we got a lot of trucks on the road, you know, running, making deliveries, doing all the things that they're doing. Uh, we've got, you know, higher demand, if you would. The prices are up. Uh, there's a, and this is the other thing too that no, we, we haven't talked about this actually yet here on Drive Radio. The other thing that I personally think 
is affecting this, and I don't know this for sure, but you know, common sense at least would tell me we have so many different flavors of oil now, Kent and Ken, that you know, literally you're running everything from a zero weight to a five weight to a 15 weight and all the other combinations of... And it is all over the map as far as all the ones they're having to produce. And, you know, let's face it, they're not going to produce every one of those at one time. They're going to make a run of a particular right. weight, and then they're going to make another run and another run. And, and it used to be, you know, guys, we'd make, I don't know, four or five runs, and you'd have pretty much everything out there handled. Now, I don't think I'm exaggerating in saying there's probably 10 different weights of oil you've got to look at. Yeah. Yeah. We so, use yeah. We use my synthetic, full synthetic. Yep, full yeah. synthetic. You know, you you I look mean, at there's there's five that you use on a regular basis: the zero sixteen, zero eighteen, zero twenty, uh, five twenty, and five thirty. And then you on top of that have ten thirty, fifteen forty, and on the diesel right. side you have yeah diesel five twenty, five thirty, ten thirty. So again, I just rattle off ten roughly right, right exactly. there, pretty easily. Depending on what you're servicing, if you're right. servicing all yeah, and that's right. So yeah. ten different weights yeah. and types of oil. And, so, and then are you doing European? Well, then you've got that's a whole know, other world. Yeah, exactly. European and that's, diesels and that's, even right. So I'm probably oil. off, Kent. It's probably. 15 different weights, not counting all the different types that go with each weight. So to me, that's the biggest reason. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And we just a lot cut of the inventory. Euros. Yeah, it, it, yeah, you're right. It's a lot to inventory. And, and by the way, everybody listening, it's why in a lot of shops you're not seeing. I'm going to put one on hold here really quick, guys, so hang tight. Uh, I just put someone on hold. Give uh, Larry a second. He'll get you screened and handled in just one moment. But, guys, I also think that this is why you're not seeing, you know, used to be we'd stock bulk oil, and everybody had bulk tanks. You know, you'd either have big totes or you'd have big tanks, sometimes in the ground or above ground or whatever. The need to have big bulk oil storage anymore, guys, is starting to diminish because there's so many different flavors of it you have to have. You can't do much bulk anymore. Right. Yeah. Which kind of goes against all of the quote-unquote greeny end of things where you're wanting to do bulk and not have the waste of the plastic bottles and so on. But, again, all these manufacturers and the guys that are doing the engine side, they're all requiring different things for fuel economy standards and so on. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you have to ask yourself, where where's the trade-off in all this? Yeah, right. You know, they're doing that because they have to meet the CAFE ratings, and yet all of the shops and folks that are servicing these things – can't have all the bulk that you used to so now you're throwing all these plastic bottles away are they getting recycled or not i mean to me it just makes no sense i I, sorry Mm -hmm. i don't know why we can't go to where there's just a standard two or three different weights and call it good but government has forced all this by the way yeah it's sort of kent what you're going through in the in the windshield end of things where an f-150 has how many different choices of a windshield now there's probably a dozen different windshields on the last three or four years of F-150s, and it depends on what options they have. But it's very hard to keep up with it, and no one has the inventory of it. Yeah, and you can't you can't stock them yourself because you don't don't know what. what, it's what gonna, yeah, yeah, what are you going to stock? Right. So again, yeah. I'm going to put somebody else on hold. Larry will be with you guys in just one moment. He's screening a call right now, so we'll get you guys answered here in just one second. Hang tight, and he'll take care of you. And uh, we'll get that done. And as soon as somebody drops off, feel free to call us, 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. Tell you what, we'll take a break a little bit early, see if we can get Larry clear, uh, freed up here where we can get these guys answered. So, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. We'll take your calls. And you can always text us a question as well, 307 307- 
800-282-2222. Again, myself, Kent from Novus up in Sterling, and Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special on your Audi, Volkswagen, or BMW. This month, save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. For over 38 years, Gino's Auto Service has been serving customers along the front range. Gino's works on American, Asian, and European models. At Gino's, we are big believers in catching problems before they start. By following your manufacturer's recommended service dates, you will keep your car performing and get the most out of your vehicle. To make your life simpler, Gino's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special this month and save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it. Again, myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. Kent from Sterling Novus with us as well. Let's go to Don is up next from Littleton. Don, welcome, sir. Hey, hi, John. Hi, Ken. Hi, Kent. Nice to talk with you guys. Likewise, sir. Yeah, likewise, Don. Oh, thanks. I had a couple of questions for Kent, John. Sure, go right ahead. He's listening. Go ahead. Okay. I'm putting in... Uh, the windshield in my old Jeep, it's a flat glass windshield that uses a weather seal with a locking strip. And I figured Kent would be the right guy to talk to because I know he does tractors and stuff that use that system. I've done a few of those. <laughs> What's when, your you put, when you put that weather seal in, does the locking strip go on the outside of the vehicle or does the locking strip go on the inside of the vehicle? 
It goes on the outside of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That makes sense. And what kind of what kind of lubricant do you use when you're working the window glass into the seal? I use a mixture of dish soap and water, and just mix it up, spray it on, and it as it evaporates, you spray on a little bit more, and that way it doesn't hurt anything. It won't hurt the rubber. Okay. When you say a mixture of water and dish soap, what's the ratio, Kent? Oh, probably one part soap to 20 parts water. Not much soap. Just enough to make it lubricated. Okay. I had heard some guys use uh, Windex, and I was a little bit confused on that part. Yeah, that probably evaporates too fast. I'd use dish soap and water. I've done it for years that way, and it works well. Okay, okay. And do you make sure you have... Pardon me? Go ahead. Just make sure you have plenty of patience when you put that in. Oh, yeah, lots of patience. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Do you like to use the the string in the groove route, or do you just like to work it in with a couple of nylon uh, uh, putty knives kind of thing? With that one, I'd work it in with a couple of plastic bones or nylon tools of some kind. Okay, you you wouldn't use the string to pull the seal on the outside of the glass? No, not on that one. Okay. On different ones, I would, with different types of rubber, I use the nylon rope. But that one, I'd use the plastic or nylon-type tools. Sure, sure. Well, I'm going to give it a shot. I've been practicing up on my swear words, so I'm... <laughs> We're saying it can happen is you could break it. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. You could. It's yes, only glass. They make more. That. That's, That's right. <laughs> That's right. They'll make another one. Can, can I buy a piece of... Can I get a window windshield for you from from for that from you folks, Ken? Uh, it depends on what year it is. Uh, we'd have to look it up. If you want to call Judy, she can look it up Monday. Some of the older stuff you have to cut, but most of the newer stuff we can get through our suppliers. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to give Judy a call on Monday, I'll give you the phone number. Okay. You got a pencil handy? I got it right it's here. Nine, okay, nine seven zero. Sure. Five two zero. Five two five two five. Yeah, five two zero two five two five. Two five two five. Yeah, it's a nineteen. Uh, it's a three A, so fifty three model. So yeah, that one might be old enough. We not, might not be able to, but give her a call and we can sure look it up and let you know. Yeah, okay, I appreciate that. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this a shot. We'll see how it goes. All right, let us know, Don. Thanks. Always a pleasure talking with you. You, guys. you bet. Likewise. Thanks, Tom. Uh, real quick, Kent, on some of those older vehicles like that, I know you and I have talked where you can't. You can. I know. I know this wouldn't apply to Don because he wants to keep thing keep things all original. But a lot of the other vehicles that are out, some of the hot rods and so on, can you convert those over to a you know non rubber gasket and just use a urethane setting? And can you do it that way? Some of those you can. I've seen some street rods where they've changed them over from rubber gasket to to glue in a man it just depends on the situation okay and some of those you have to cut the glass to fit so okay. it's more of a custom job and i don't do much of that but i i can if i look at it i can tell you how they've done it or what's going on with it okay all right perfect all right mike in lakewood is next mike go ahead yeah john i got a comment yes i'm a delivery driver for amazon so i see these license plates oh yeah two years Temporary plates that have been expired for a year, no or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I, I came from Philly. Okay, and they have a very simple way of dealing with this, and it makes people money. It makes the city money. It makes towing companies money. 
you take one of those big used lots out at DIA, put nice little guards around it so they can't drive the cars out of it, and basically at Philly, they they legalized what they call F-stops. Okay. And they do random stops in neighborhoods. You know, they find out what neighborhoods have the problem. And also, just in general, if your plate's expired and you get pulled over, your car goes directly to impasse. Really? Yeah. No driver's license, no insurance, or no plate expired registration, either or combo. Your car goes directly to impound. So there's incentive there to keep your plates current. <laughs> you better yes, do it. Yes, and to yeah. keep your insurance current. Too. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And the deal is when you basically end up in impound, they also tow they also tow parking cars too, you know. Right, if right. If you're one of these deadbeat that don't pay their tickets. I see. Once you in impound, besides the two hundred and something bucks to get it towed, Plus storage fees. Oh, yeah. Their little computer has all the little data on unpaid traffic tickets, parking mm. tickets, and they hold you for ransom to get your car out. Makes sense. Yeah, no, we don't, as you know, we don't do that here, Mike. And you're, you're like, I mean, you see way more of this than, of course, I do. But, I mean, I, maybe it's just because I'm more attuned to it and I'm looking more. But, I mean, I see them all the time that are not just a month or two out. I mean, I'm seeing oh, yeah. some that are two years out, not, yeah. not a month or two. And the people that drive without plates at all, I mean, there's not how they even get away. I with don't it. know, Mike. Right. If it were me, I'd get pulled over the minute I pulled out of a parking lot. <laughs> That'd yeah, be me. Somebody stole yeah. my plates, and I'm driving to the DMV to get new ones, and I get pulled over. You're right. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm 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 that guy. I'm I'm not going to be able to drive with expired tags. I'm going to get yanked over. That's just my luck. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they put like a two month or a sixty day grace period on getting impound, they should have like a hundred dollar fine the first month, two hundred dollars the second month. Well, you know, I'm just—I'm not normally a big law guy because I just—I hate extra laws. But I'm also tired of, you know, those of us that pay our fair share, registering vehicles properly, buying insurance, buying license plates, and so on. And I'm—I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing vehicles running yeah. around with temp tags that are a year old. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they're—they're too lazy to go get it. Which the actual cost of the tags are three dollars, but after fees and etc. <laughs> right. Including old fart charge for an old right, car, right. which is $7 and something. It comes out to like about 60 bucks. Right. But as I said, how do you guys know if these guys, if they can't, because re- I just registered one of, my, one of my cars from the day I did it online to I got the tags was eight days. It's due yeah, right, right. Yeah, right now. Exactly. Anybody saying I can't because DMV has a problem right. or whatever, it's they're lying. Not, yeah, exactly. They're flat out lying because right. that's they're, not true. They're too lazy to go. That's and right. They just refuse to until they get a ticket. Too lazy, too cheap, too whatever. I don't know. There's not enough cops to patrol that anyway. They're going to, you know, they're usually on their way to a call if you see them on the road. So. It's a bunch of nonsense, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Or are they driving because they're driving around with insurance because you can't register without insurance? That too. Well, that yeah, that's exactly. the other one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It'll catch up, no, and it's... eventually catches up to you. you. Can't. We talked about this a few weeks ago. You can't do this forever. Eventually, yeah. they're gonna pay. I mean, yeah. either when that car goes to get sold, and a lot of these cars will have liens on them, by the way. So right. you know, they're they're gonna pay at some point, and and they think they're getting by with something. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. Let them get impounded. Yeah. Let them get these massive fines, and they just basically have to give up the car. Yeah. I, I, my, I can, I, I'm on I can, your side. Yeah. One thing I can say is 
I don't think they should do points for plates and stuff on the driver's license. No, it's not a moving violation, right. but they, sh- they again, something needs to happen where they pay their fair share. I'm tired of them not. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, and then somebody gets pulled over, doesn't have insurance. They cannot leave. They, they can't drive the car from there, but as soon as the cop leaves, they get in and they leave. Take then right. leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's I mean it's, so it's fruitless. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Spot and on. What was Paul saying the last time? I think forty percent. Yep. Um, Don't have insurance. Uninsured. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a program called Parking Wars, which yeah. highlights the Philadelphia parking. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Uh-huh. As I said. Directly impound, do not pass the grocery. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Do not pass go. No. Yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. Goodwin, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, that it, and I, guys, I, I am, I'm, I am sick and tired of seeing cars with expired. Not, you know, I, I get a month or so. You forgot, you had to get an e test. Well, okay, that Didn't I can even understand. Get the renewal or okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay, you're a month out. I get it. But on the temp tag thing, there is no excuse whatsoever on any level because you've gotten all of your notifications as to what to go do. Don't tell me the stuff's not there. Because right. here's the other thing. If it's a dealer situation, they can issue you at least one more yeah. temp tag, mm-hmm. and that's it. And if it's on the dealer, then you should be on the phone with the dealer board saying, where's my plates? Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, don't be telling me that it's on the dealer because I can tell you right now it's not. Right. So, exactly. Dennis, you're up next. Go ahead, sir. Hello, Dennis. Oh, yeah, Dennis. Hey, John. There we go. How are you, sir? Hello. Good. Hey, I got a question. I got a 2008 Jeep Liberty. Okay. And then every time I take it in for oil, they want to do a full synthetic. And really all that Jeep calls for is a, a synthetic blend. So which is which? Should I just go with the, the synthetic blend no. or am I wasting my money? I would go with the full synthetic. I don't know why they even make synthetic blend oil, right. Dennis. It's a, it's a marketing deal, and, and it's just... It's like washing your 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 you know your dishes in a in you know dirty dishwater. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, wh- wh- the, why? This, yeah, the full synthetic. Works Useful so synthetic, much better. exactly. And, Useful synthetic. Uh, you know, I mean, it's okay. All they're doing is That's, mixing. Yeah, because it. it's, it's the yeah, lifeblood of the. Bucks more, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's the lifeblood of the engine, and if it prelongs the life. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know why does. shops even stock blended. I, I really yeah. don't. Okay, appreciate the help because my little change is coming due next week. There so you go. Yeah. Just go with the full synthetic. Here you go. That's yep. that's what I, that's what I do, Dennis. And, thanks. And then go with the long life filter too, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, premium filter. Yeah, not some cheese ball thing. So, Mike in Highlands Ranch, you're next, sir. Hey, John. Uh, kudos to the previous Mike and you for for uh, that opinion about what. Uh, <laughs> You got to be kidding me about these guys out there. Oh, it's just ridiculous, Mike. I mean, again, I drive a lot from, you know, coming to the station here and it's just I mean, I look over and it's just it's it's constant. There, there's not a single drive I do where you don't see somebody with either a, you know, year-old, 6-month-old temp tag or they're running a 21 sticker that's, you know, now at least four months old. I mean, Mike, it's all over the map. I saw one the other day. A gal comes zipping by right in my own neighborhood, comes zipping by me doing 60 in a 40-mile-an-hour zone, by the way, with a two-year expired temp tag. Yeah. Well, i yeah. got a neighbor who's been driving around without any tags at all for uh, probably six months. Unreal. Yeah. I don't know how they get by with it, Mike. I really yeah. don't. Nothing on the front, nothing on the back. I mean, goes to work every morning, comes back. It's it's too much paperwork apparently for the officer. Uh, well, and then you know, get this to top all that off. Starting January one of this year, 
you cannot transfer a used tag to another vehicle without reapplying for the old tag number, paying the $25 fee to have basically vanity plates to keep your old number. Otherwise, they change numbers on you because you cannot switch plates any longer. Even though that plate might be perfectly good, you cannot do that, Mike. Interesting. It's so stupid. We, we, we are so backwards on some of this stuff, it's just ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's pathetic. Hey, uh, my, to my question, my uh, uh, 2020 Forerunner Limited uh, just hit 28,000 miles. Traditionally, in, in my past SUVs, Blazers, Fords, I've, I've owned a bunch of them, but um, I have uh, flushed the tranny and changed filters if it requires it at 30,000. Um, obviously, as you well know, I, I'm uh, uh, not interested in what the manual says about when to do it because I think it's uh, way too far into the future. Is, is that um, I'm wondering if I'm a little bit too early. Should it be uh, closer to 50? It's hard. What do you just do more normal street driving, stuff like that? Yeah, most of it's been street driving. I just put 4,000 or, or 5,000 miles on it on a road trip down to Florida that I, that, uh, I, I wanted to take. And so uh, most of it is street driving, uh, without question. It's around town here. And, and does it even give a mileage interval for, for that service, do you know? Oh, sh- yeah, yeah. Does it's, it say 50? Uh, what's that? Does it say 50? 60. 60, yeah. I mean, I would say you probably would be a little bit early right now. I would say, you know, you probably want to do it before 50, but, you know, maybe go part way in between there and go 40, 45, something like that. I would say you're probably good yeah, on that service. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, and, of course, front and rear diffs, uh, same. Yes, uh, same. That, 50 on those. something that you would do at the same time if you're going to go 50. Sure. Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah, transfer uh, case, yeah. Yep, all much. that. Yep. Love it. Uh, enjoy the nice weather this weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get out and enjoy it, everybody. Yes, yeah. definitely. All right. Bye. Thanks, right, Mike. Thanks. Appreciate it very um, much. Let's go to Jeff in Western Montana. We'll take you next. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, good morning, gents. Morning, sir. Um, a couple. Of, good morning. A couple of points. First, first of all, actually one point and then a, a, a joke. But uh, I'm wondering how much of the current rise in price on oil is due to kind of a redo of the 70s oil embargo in that I know that I have probably five gallons of oil in my garage for the different vehicles, and I normally would not have had that much, but it's kind of like get it now. So how many people like me are stockpiling oil? It hasn't really been used. But uh, it's just out there sitting because we're concerned that we're not going to be able to get it. Prob- I mean, there's probably some of that, Jeff, although, you know, you, I, I mean, even all of us on the phone today, Kent, Ken, you know, all of us here, we're the oddballs. I mean, most people, no offense, they are, they are not going to go down to even Walmart and buy extra oil and stock it. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I look at the shelves at Costco and even people, what they're buying and leaving with and so on. And right now there's a deal on Mobile One at Costco for everybody listening, only on certain weights. But... You know, I, I look at that, and the the amount of people that I see walking out of a Costco with oil, um, they're walking out with Twinkies and everything else. I don't see too many of them walking out with oil, Jeff. 
Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, they okay. don't need to stock it because they, they don't even know. They don't go through oil. Yeah, the foggiest right. idea: what oil even goes in the car, Jeff? <laughs> they don't know where the dipstick <laughs> is, Jeff. If it isn't even has one, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They don't have a foggiest idea. The light comes on, they say, "Okay, well, let's my, go change it." So, Jeff, they can't yeah, get their tags was, renewed, my, nonetheless, by oil. Most of them probably uh, yeah, don't change I mean, them. Yeah, they'll yeah. get you for only having the rear tag. But they don't care if you have no tags. Yeah. What what was that you said a minute ago, Kent? I said most of them don't even change their own oil or change it at all. That's right. true. Or, or check it between. Yeah, even. good point. I mean, because. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And did you did you see the latest Ice-T tweet? I did not. What did, they, what did he say? He's funny, actually. What did he say? Yeah, he said, I was robbed at a gas station in New Jersey last night. <laughs> After my hand stopped trembling, I managed to call the cops, and they were very quick to respond and calm me down. My money is gone. The police asked me if I knew who did it. I said yes. It was pump number nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, actually. Good one. Yep. Good one. Yep. That's good. Well, you guys take care. You too, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, Gary, you know what? Let's take this real quick before we go, go, before we go to our next break. Gary out in Walsenburg, uh, down in Walsenburg, I should say. Got a question on a windshield. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, yes, I have a 2008 GMC Acadia, and I'm developing a crack in the bottom uh, passenger side in it. And everybody that I talk to down here in Walsenburg and even the Novus in Pueblo say there isn't anything you can do about a crack except let it go until you need to put in a new windshield. Can't. You should be able to fix that crack should be able to be fixed. I you know, twelve inches or less it should be able to be fixed. And the longer it's on the car the harder it is to fix, but it should be able to be repaired. How long is it? Now they t- about two inches. I would say they should be able to fix it. I know I can in Sterling, but that's not very close to you. That's, I a, little, that's a little dry. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dry. Pardon me? Talk to the note guy in Pueblo again. He should be able to take care of that. Okay, yeah, they told me yesterday, just let it go until you can need a new windshield and then bring it up and order one. And wow. Is it at the bottom or the top of the windshield, Gary? It's at the bottom. The very bottom, is it like right on the edge of the windshield? Yeah, I think it started on the edge and it's running toward the middle now. Okay. You probably probably got hit by a rock on the edge of the glass and it cracked. It's probably the first time yeah. you saw it. It should be able yeah. to be repaired. Okay, well, I'll get with them again and, yep. and probably have to go up there and see what they tell me. To there you do go. Then. There you go. Okay. And, and you, you can always call Kent directly, too, Gary, for some help on that if you want to. He's happy to help you. Kent, give him your number one more time. My number is 970-520-2525. Call up there to our shop, and we can definitely talk you through it or give you some more advice. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it very much. Dennis and Arvada, hang tight. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Again, we'll be right back. Kent from Novus up in Sterling with us. We've also got Ken Rackley, Toon Tech Automotive. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Larry Unger. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to take a look at brake fluid. 
Understanding when to change a brake fluid can be very confusing. Some manufacturers included in the recommended maintenance schedule as early as 20,000 miles, and other manufacturers completely leave it off the maintenance schedule altogether. So, why would you need to change a brake fluid at all, and how are you supposed to know when to do it? Brake fluid is hygroscopic, which means it attracts and entrains water. As your brake fluid attracts water, it can become corrosive, causing wear on brake system components. Additionally, the entrained moisture will cause a reduction in the boiling point of the brake fluid and thus decrease the effectiveness in hard stops. To know when to exchange your fluid, your technician can perform a simple test to identify the amount of copper content in the brake fluid. Many of the lines and components in the brake system contain copper, so the presence of copper in the fluid is a relative indicator of the corrosiveness of the fluid. As with any fluid in your car, the best time to change the fluid is before it fails. At BG, we recommend exchanging the brake fluid in your car at least every 30,000 miles or whenever the copper content indicates a severely corrosive nature of the fluid. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio we live in uncertain times energy prices are through the roof but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim, is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. 
Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. RanchFreshMeats.com has added some great steak grilling options for you to try this spring. Bison tomahawk steaks, Morgan Ranch Wagyu tomahawk steaks, and Colorado Certified Angus Choice Beef Tomahawk Steaks. A tomahawk is the industry name for a bone-in ribeye. The bone is left extra long and Frenched back to the eye of the ribeye. It makes for a very impressive plate presentation, and the meat cooked with the bone left in is delicious. You'll spend well over $120 to enjoy one of these steaks at a restaurant. Now get the same taste at a better price at RanchFreshMeats.com. Check out the video tab for a demonstration on how to best grill your tomahawk steaks like professional chefs do at the steakhouses. Try all three tomahawk steaks this spring and decide which one is your favorite. Remove the mystery of where your meat comes from. Buy from RanchFreshMeats.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in again. Ken from Tech Automotive with us. Kent from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling with us as well. Dennis has a question on insurance. Go ahead, Dennis. Oh, no, no, no question on insurance. I wanted to make a comment. Oh, sure, it. that's fine, too. Yeah, you guys had, uh, by the way, I want you to tell your friend up in Wyoming has, doesn't have a corner on the wind anymore, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they sent it down here, did they? <laughs> they have been, yes, lately. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Gotcha. You mentioned 40% of the people out there are uninsured, and I went up to get my fifth wheel about a month ago, up I-25 in Loveland. We got there. The highway was shut down southbound. It was a bad wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just went up again yesterday, and right before we got to the exit of Johnson's Corner, another gnarly wreck uh, southbound. Southbound I-25 shut down for a good part of the day. Hmm. And uh, daggone if when we left, we didn't run into a wreck. Southbound I-25 at 136 that had happened in the left lane. Hmm. Somebody clipped the wall. It's yep. just amazing what's going on out there. Yep, sure. Yep. No, you're but, right about but, uh, that. You, you'd ask. You said you wanted – I waited almost a year to get my fifth wheel back, uh, getting it worked on. You finally got it? Finally got it okay. back home. Good. Uh, yeah, I got – and I got to tell you, what they found was supposedly two lines were switched on one of the jacks uh, that was affecting the leveling of it, which okay. I don't understand because it worked fine for a while before it went sideways. And we got there yesterday, and they had gotten the jacks all taken care of, the leveling system. Uh, and we hooked it up, went inside to use the bathroom, came back out, and the two front hydraulic jacks had dropped down. Oh, no. For no reason. They, they just came down about six inches on one and two on the other, and they were both on the same valve. Come to find out that the one jack had a hair, hairline leak, hmm. just enough for that jack to drop down. Okay. So it was, uh, yeah, finally, they took good care of us. It's, they've got new management up there, and, and the guy bought us lunch, drove us over there to, to pick us up. Nice. Uh, Took real good care of well, it. Well, that's good. A big turnaround. Good, yeah, good, I'm good. Really that's happy. awesome, then. Good. 
Yes, and I got to tell you, we just called Roof Max, so we'll be getting it from them. Good deal, Dennis. Thank you. I appreciate that Thank very much. No, Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. You betcha. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Gary Fort Collins. What's going on, Gary? Uh, this um, I called you last week on my Ford F one fifty, and I replaced the coil on plugs. Okay. And it's got um, it's an 01, 200,000 miles, five point four. And I'm getting a check engine light, and it's through a code of P0357. It's a good caliber, but I don't like it as a code. <laughs> and, the, um, and it says uh, primary control circuit is open. Truck runs fine. Starts up, drives down the road, doesn't have, and I still get the same bad mileage, but gosh. <laughs> and um, I, have to, I double-checked to make sure I got the right coils, went back to the website. I... Own them, primary and secondary. They're all consistent all the way through. Um, they're kicking out more than what the one, the old ones were that I took out. Sure. Where am I going wrong here? What's on? Why? Um, I just. It's just that the light bugs me, and and it and it runs fine. I thought that's a camshaft position sensor on that. Is what I thought that is. Yeah. Because it's a O2. O1, right? Oh one, oh one, oh one. I I don't know one. I show that being a camshaft position sensor code, not yeah. the coil. Right. You're not yeah. an ignition issue. Yeah. So, where do I go from there? Check that camshaft uh, sensor. Make sure it's working properly. Yeah. Make sure it didn't get How bumped do I, or something. Um, it'll have a pigtail going to it. Yeah, and there's one on each side, I believe, on that one. For each, because it's a double overhead cam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do I find the, um, uh, the this camshaft sensor, and how do I go and check it? You, you can ohm those, yeah, and see if it's actually got the right. You know, the best way is a lab scope because you can really see what kind of patterns actually, you know, coming out of it. Right. But yeah, they're going to be on uh, the front sides of the engine. Yeah, so it's on the timing cover, basically. I, I'm just trying to think. It's a one that's that getting. One. Yeah, um, I believe it's they're on the front side of the engine. I. I think I th near the valve cover, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think they're visible. Gary. Okay. Uh, they might have some accessories over them on some of them. I can't yeah, remember. you're. Yeah, uh, well, those are those engines, as you know, are buried. Alternator. So yeah. Yes, boy, don't I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, I'll do some research on that. Um, where? How much? Uh, if I owned it. What would I look for? Um, you, you need I mean, a square wave coming out of it, just like any other sensor. It's picking up a square wave signal. Yeah, That's where you really need a lab scope to see what it's doing. There's some testing oh, okay. and stuff that you can do for that code. Um, looks like, you know, you just kind of have to look it up and see. It's just hard But that's not an ignition code right. is the biggest thing, Gary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, th thank you, Advanced Auto, and your, uh, your device. And the device, um, and that's the other thing is, I would have somebody really scan that to make sure that in fact is the right code for yeah, that vehicle. And make as well. sure there's not any underlying. Correct. Codes. Make sure there's nothing else back. You know, sometimes a monitor is ready to turn on, but it hasn't yet. That's what a real scan tool can tell you that their tool cannot. Okay. If the if the sensor is out of whack, or um, my engine runs fine. Um, yeah, typically you would have like a long crank issue or, you know, you might have some acceleration issues, things along those lines. Pinging, detonation even sometimes. Right, exactly. Boy, none of the above. Yeah. So, you know, it could just be, huh. you know, there could just be, Bad I, I believe there's two of them in there and 
Uh, yeah, and if there's two, then a lot of times they will, you know, one will counteract the other one to where it's, you know, at least it starts properly and things along those lines. But, um, yeah, it's just really All hard right. to say what... You know, so I can I can find these things. I can I can replace them. Um, hell, I'm just isn't if I can get to it and whatever. I'm just going to replace the damn things out of out of hand and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. All right, I'll have a go at that. Who All right. Knows? Maybe I'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great, right. Gary. Nope. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, Dell in Westminster, you're next, sir. John, how, how you doing, doing? Dell? Pretty good. Hey, on my own 09 Chevy Silverado, it's got the 4.8 in it. And about once a month, my check engine light will come on, and I'll pull it up on the stand tool, and it'll come up a uh, leak on the EVAP system. Okay. Turn it off, you know, clear it out. Yeah. About a month later, it'll come back on. What could that be? Put a gas cap on it to start with, Dell, and see what it does. That'd be the easiest thing to do. I've tried three of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> then it's got a. It's most likely got, got a small one. leak somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Purge valves were real I, common on those vent valves too. Yep. The what? Purge valve, vent valve. Yeah. Even sometimes oh. a canister, as old as that is, you're you're probably not one that tops off, but folks that top off a lot that can cause issues as well. Yeah. I keep it topped off because I don't. Probably the way price of fuel is changing, I try to keep it full. Well, but what I mean is when you go to fill up, you know, do you stop at the first click or do you keep adding? I usually round it out to the Yeah, don't do that. Dollar. That's actually hurting the canister. That could be part of the issue too, oh. Dale. Yeah. Okay. So it may even be a canister issue. Yeah. What I would oh, do, so here's, I... here's what I would do first. Stop, click, stop topping it off like you're doing. Run it for a okay. few weeks, see if we can keep the light off. It may just be that we've got some, you know, you know that the canister's super saturated. Let's let that dry out a little bit. In fact, I would only try to, you know, as soon as it clicks the first time, you know, stick the nozzle in way down. First time it clicks, shut it off. Okay. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I just noticed a neighbor of mine's uh, temporary plate on their Jeep expired March 20th, 2020. Yeah. 2020, yeah. yeah there so you go. Two years two expired. Years. Yeah. Two years, Dale. <laughs> Unreal. Well, anyway. All right, Dale. Okay. Thanks, man. No, Have appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. i got a couple things I want to talk to Kent about up at Sterling. Yeah, Novus is going to be with us until noon, so I want to ask him a couple of questions. So we'll be right back. Lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. 
A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines open 303-477-5600. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Kent from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling. Okay, Kent, you, you talked to somebody a little bit ago uh, that was down in the you know, Walsenburg area about you know fixing a windshield and all of that. Rule of thumb, give us all of what we need to hear when it comes to when you get a pit or a crack, and hopefully you've seen it, but what's the rule of thumb on what folks should do, how fast should they be getting it fixed, and so on? Well, after you get a rock chip, I would probably cover it up with a piece of tape or one of these windshield bandages that we give out, and then go and get it fixed as quick as you, as quick as you can. Uh, like the average rock chip, anything smaller than a quarter, we should be able to repair. Uh, cracks 6 to 12 inches, we can fix those. And like I said, the sooner you get fixed, the better. It's cleaner. It repairs a lot easier. One thing we like to watch is the, re the place on the windshield where it breaks. We, you know, we do, try not to fix it right in front of your, the driver's view, right. but pretty much anywhere else on the windshield, we should be able to take care of it. Yeah, and, I, and you guys have fixed numerous ones for me, and the reality is when they're done, yeah, I mean, if you look at just the right angle at just the right time, you might be able to see it, yeah. but in general, you can look right past it, and it's not even an issue. Yeah, unless you're looking yeah. for it, you don't see it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty much gone. Yeah. One thing this time of year with the temperature changes, I would get it fixed sooner than later because that temperature change is what makes it break. That's quicker. right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. All right, the other thing that you guys have now started doing, this is not for all of our Novus locations, but you guys up in Sterling are doing window tint now, which is, uh, by the way, I think is fabulous. We've talked about, you know, you, know, you and I have talked about that for numerous uh, months now, and you guys are really getting into it now. Folks, if you guys are listening and you want somebody solid, I know it's a little bit of a drive up to Sterling, but if you want somebody solid to do it that'll take great care of the vehicle, you guys can handle that as well, right? 
Yes, we can. We're a 3M dealer, so we're offering 3M products, a window film. We have a machine that cuts the film, so we can pretty much do any vehicle. And we're offering quality work, so yep. look us up. Yep. And again, those of you that have always asked, hey, who do you have that can do tinting and all of that? Yeah, got to drive to Sterling, but there's a lot to do. You can drive up to Sterling. You'll even do it while you wait, you know, in a way. I mean, you can walk around town. It's, you know, getting nice enough now, Kent, where they can go hang out in Sterling for a little bit and enjoy themselves, and you guys will get the windows done. The other thing that's cool now, too, about window tint, which a lot of you listening maybe don't know this, there is now what they, what they call a new ceramic tint, where from the outside in, it's got the same... You know, filtration, it looks very much the same as it used to, but from the inside out, it's like one-way glass. You don't hardly know there's tint on it, right? That's right. It's a very good product. It costs a little bit more, but it's very. it works very well. Yeah, and, and the problem I've always had in some vehicles, I just won't tint, Kent, because I can't see out at night, and that's, you know, plow vehicles, things like that, because I want to be able to see really well. This particular product, that's no longer an issue. You can see right out of it just like you normally would. Yeah, you can see a lot better at night than the normal window tent. Right. So, and a lot for a lot of you where that's an issue, it's much safer. So, again, uh, the guys up at you know, service, you know, so Kent and Judy, uh, Novus Sterling Autoglass, or Novus Autoglass in Sterling, let me say that correctly, <laughs> and uh, typically can get you same day turnaround. You just got to call ahead of time, get everything all dialed in. And, and again, you guys could you know go up there and, and drop off and, and drive back down. You guys can take care of the vehicle. You guys have a really nice shop. We've done remotes and stuff up there. So, a lot of the folks up in that area. And if you're on the north end of town, it's really not that bad of a drive. So, yeah. I know it makes it sound like it's a long way out there, but really, Kent, you can get out there pretty quick. Yeah, it's not too bad. And we're walking distance from a number of restaurants right there, coffee shop, restaurants. So go have a dinner, and we'll take care of the car. There you go. All right. Nice. Bernie in Louisville, you're next. Go ahead, Bernie. It's a 95 Miata, and it has 153,000 miles on it. And I'm one of those guys that's still using the old 1030. So do you have an oil that you would recommend for that, like a synthetic? Mobile One. Mobile One. Or, or the equivalent of? Yeah. Okay, and how about the uh, filter? Napa has a particular... gold or platinum. Yeah. Depends on what's right now, and I say gold or platinum because it depends on what they have availability-wise. Right. It's just oh, like okay. all of the other supply chain issues. Yeah. I had somebody even email me earlier said, "Hey, I can't get a platinum filter right now. What's the oh, next excellent. best?" Well, that would be a gold. So either a platinum or a gold, Bernie is the one I would use from Napa. And the other question I have, um, uh, with that uh, lighter oil, would that cause leaks where I wouldn't have them before, or? Yeah. The old wives' tale is, yeah, never do it because it'll make everything leak. If it's going to leak, it's going to leak, whether it's got that oil or something else in it. Right. Oh, okay. And you know what? I love your guys' show. I'm not, I don't even work on cars. I just do my own oil. Well, thank you. I learn something every single week that you're on. Like well, thank not, you. Not topping off the fuel. Awesome. You guys are great. Well, thank you, Bernie. Well, thank we you. appreciate thanks. it very much. So thanks okay. for joining us. And uh, oh, Okay, Kent, one last question for you, which I'm surprised somebody okay. hasn't called in and asked this. We usually get the question of what's the best way to clean not only the inside but the outside of the glass. What you know? What's the best method of doing it? You're in the glass business. You do this daily. What's the best way to do it? We use a spray away uh, glass cleaner. Uh, we have it labeled as Novus. But the spray away, we have the best luck with that. Just some good uh, paper towels and good glass cleaner. Yeah, it really isn't as complicated as what a lot of people want to make it, is it? No. All right, now, one other thing, too, which I'm a big one on. Talk to us about, you know, I'm that weirdo where if it's really dirty out, I won't allow anybody in my car to roll the window down because I don't want the glass to get scratched. Um, Talk us through that and how folks can clean that and and not have that happen. 
Well, the best way is to go through a car wash or wash it real good. It gets dirt trapped inside that little rubber felt on the outside of your car, and once it gets in there, it's hard to clean, but keep your car clean and keep your windows clean. It should avoid some of that. And if those, and felts, get get, that, if those felts get all plugged up, can you clean them or no? Oh, you could probably stick something gently down inside there and wipe them a little bit, but they're hard to clean. Yeah. that's Again, that's why I don't let my windows get rolled down when it's super I, dirty. I, I try not to roll them down at all. Well, anyway, yeah, I, just, but, I, don't, yeah. I don't want them getting scratched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's exactly. my biggest thing, and, that's, yeah. and, that, and it does happen. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen. We see it a lot in this country. Oh, I bet because we're in the sure. Well, and that the the sandpaper roads that you have that (laughs) stick to the sides. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Can't give them out your number. I'll let you guys go, but give them out your number one more time. Alrighty, the number for our shop is nine seven zero five two zero two five two five. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thanks, Kent. Have, Thanks a good, Kent. have a good rest of your weekend. Ken Rackley and I will be right back. We've got another full hour coming your way. If you've got a question for us, lines are open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.